And let us begin a new day, a new life. Let us, let us again, Baruch Hashem, again, again Hashem has blessed us that we're here, we're able to listen, we're able to, to, to grow and to think. And we're blessed that we're able to, to try and live the life that we want to live. Baruch Hashem, Hashem has given us Bechira, has given each and every one of us the decision, the choice to create the day that we want to create. There's nothing stopping us from creating the thoughts that we want to have. Hashem has given each and every one of us the ability to think and the ability to change the way we think about something. There's nothing greater than a person having a paradigm shift. There's nothing greater when a person realizes, I can choose to be happy. I could choose to be positive. The second a person realizes that it's within his choice, it's within his decision to go ahead and live a certain way and to think a certain way and to be positive and that I'm not going to be negative. Many people think that the way to be successful and the way to be happy is that they're waiting for circumstances in their life and they're waiting for things to make them happy. When they don't realize that they're able to make that decision right now. So a person says, oh, how could that be? That, that's the way it could be. A person could be thankful. A person could think positive thoughts. A person can, can um, what's the word? He could, he could flood his brain. You can, you can never have two thoughts at the same time. So you could flood your brain with positivity and being thankful, which creates the positive thoughts of living the way you want to live. And today is the day that we can live the way we want to live. Don't wait for tomorrow. Don't wait for a month from now. Don't wait for a certain circumstance, because most of the time what happens is we're all waiting for something to happen. And once that thing happens, then we start waiting for another thing to happen. I can't wait till this happens, and when this happens, then I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to feel this way. I can't wait till this comes into my life, then I will feel a certain way. That's not true. A person can begin feeling a certain way exactly the way he is right now. Okay, did we do um, page 89? What? Day 34. Okay. Says the Chavetz Chaim... In the prayer of Avinu Malkeinu, we ask Hashem, our Father, our King, please close the mouths of our enemies and our accusers in the heavens. Avinu Malkeinu, Satom, Pios, Mastinenu, Mekadrigenu, says the Chavetz Chaim, how can we be assured that Hashem will answer our tefillahs if we do the same? If we close our mouths from speaking negatively about our fellow Jews, then Mida, Kenegin Mida, Hashem will close the mouth of the Sutton who tries to no- talk negatively about us. Thus, we will be inscribed for a good year with an abundance of bracha, says Shmir Selashin, says the Chavetz Chaim. So if a person learns to close his mouth and a person learns not to be negative on somebody else, so any person or anything 
or any accuser that will be negative against you. Hashem says, oh, look at this guy. This guy only talks good. This guy only sees good in everyone else. So therefore, I don't want to hear anything negative about him either. Okay. Special cases of Lashon Hara. Talking Lashon Hara without mentioning names. And one of the reasons we start off every day with the Chavetz Chaim is because me, Ha'ish, Chavetz Chaim, Oyev Yamim Liros Tov. Guaranteed. If you stop talking Lashon Hara and you start seeing the good in people and you work on seeing the good in people, then your life will change. Guaranteed. Guaranteed your life will change. You'll live a different life. Forget about Olam Haba. We're not even talking about Olam Haba. We're talking about Olam Haza. If you begin to be positive, you begin, and being positive doesn't mean saying to yourself, I gotta be positive. That's not positive either. You have to accept, be okay with even being negative. If somebody is negative, to be okay with being negative. When you tell someone, stop being so negative, that's a negative statement. Okay, here we go. It is permissible to talk Lush and Har without mentioning a name. If you are sure the person you are talking to will never figure out who it is. However, it is still not a preferable thing to do. For example, on Shabbos you tell your friend, Could you imagine? I saw someone in shul today talking the entire davening. Could you believe such a thing? He bothers to come to shul and doesn't even daven properly. Even if your friend will never figure out who you are speaking about, it is not a commendable thing to do. Okay? Do you know what's created when you do this as a result of your words? How would you feel knowing that negative things are coming out on that person because of what you said? Which is incredible. You know, when you go ahead and you eat food on Shabbos and you say, Lekavid Shabbos Kodesh, right? You pick up a coffee Shabbos morning and you say, Lekavid Shabbos Kodesh. So it says that your words actually affect the food and they make it holy. So when you say whatever you say out of your mouth, it affects whatever you're doing. So you go ahead and say things about people, it really makes it affect. Yes, Shia. So on Shabbos, uh, I was talking to some guy who was an Esro tree. Yeah. And he told me that he speaks to his Esro tree every day and he gives it compliments. Really? And, and the Esro tree grew him a huge Australia, like this big, with watermelons. Exactly. You know, and, he, and I, was like, I was like, there's no way that's real. And he's like, yeah. He's like, you have to talk to it. And he hears you. I was like, yeah. It's a real thing. It's a very it's good bad. thing, yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So if the tree can hear the positivity oh. and grow from it, can you imagine how many of you Well, it says, the Pasuk says, Ki Adam Eitzasada. It says that man is similar to a tree. Right? Could you imagine speaking to your children? And, and just the Chazer over, guys. Just the Chazer over. If you're going to be negative, spewing negativity now, you will spew negativity on your children and the family because you're, you, we hurt the people closest to us. So let's not forget that. If you don't begin to learn Hilchas Lashon Hara on a daily basis, to learn how to think more positive, how to learn how to be more positive, how to learn how to, when things are not going well, to be able to, to really extend yourself then it's something that could be very, very dangerous for you when you get married, very dangerous for you and your family. Okay, you tell a friend of yours, another one. My former next door neighbor is very sloppy. Although your friend has no idea right now who you are talking about, 
he might become aware in the future of who your friend is. You tell your friend, my brother's first grade play was so unprofessional. Although your friend does not know how the first grade teacher is, he can easily find out in the future. Beware, says the Chavot Chaim. Where, when referring to a small group, it is best to avoid talking Lashon Hara about a member of the group, even without mentioning names, since the listener may very well figure out who it is. For example, one of my sisters is very stingy. One of the neighbors in my family house is very obnoxious. So obviously a person can, can figure this out. Note of caution to the listener. When someone tells you Lashon Hara without mentioning names, beware of your comments. Why? Number one, your sister tells you, could you tell me to keep it down, please? Your sister tells you, I lent a bike pump to a lady in my bungalow colony and she never returned it. So then you, ne- you now make a negative facial expression by saying, that's disgusting. Even though you don't know who it is, you have just spoken Lashon Hara. Why? Because your sister is aware of who she's talking about. So when you go ahead and say, oh, that's disgusting, so she is listening and she might accept it. The best thing to do is try to be down the kafschus by saying she must have been very busy this week and forgot that she ever borrowed the pump, the pump from you. Unbelievable. What's beautiful about the Chavetz Chaim, what's so, what we're so blessed to have the Chavetz Chaim teach us this, is that it comes to teach us how important it is to be so careful that we don't chas v'shalom want to say anything negative. We don't want to even, even, again, even if this other person knows who it is and you don't know who it is. But the pshat is we don't want to have any part of having someone look down at a Jew, look down at somebody else. We don't want to have any part in that. We just want to have a part in people seeing the good and to judge Right? To judge someone, to go ahead and to have in mind that maybe this person did this, maybe this person did that, to try as best as you can. And when you start beginning to think like that, right? I'll share a personal story. It's a little bit of a, uh, of a little bit of a, um, <coughs> it's funny to say over the story, but, it, but, it, but it's, a great, it's a great example of this. Um, Again, I'm sorry that I'm repeating it because it's about going to the bathroom. I went in to go to the bathroom. Over here, yeshiva. <laughs> and as I walk in, right, so somebody didn't, didn't flush, right? So my first reaction, my first reaction was like, come on, whoever it is, come on, you can't go ahead and flush, right? Right? That was my first reaction, Right? I didn't even start donning l'kafschus. Then what happened, right? Sorry to just talk it out, but we're doing it for Avodah Hashem. Right? After I finished going to the bathroom, I realized that the toilet was broken and I couldn't flush. And then I'm like embarrassed to leave the bathroom because the next person, if someone's going to see me walk out and who's going to come in, they're going to be like, what, what happened? Right? Fisher walks out of the bathroom, he doesn't even flush the toilet. And I'm thinking in my heart, oh my gosh, what a great, great lesson. And what does it show? It shows our immediate responses. I can't believe someone. I was like, oh, I got to give a schmooze to the guys about flushing. Right? 
which could be true. Could be true. Could be we do have to talk about flushing. But what's the shot? I know one thing that for sure we. I know one thing for sure that we have to talk about. I know exactly. So very good. Shai. Beautiful. Thank you. So I just realized that that's not what I have to talk about. I have to just talk about the fact that to judge favorably, to judge favorably. So anyway, that that story happened. Yeah. Right. So Baruch Hashem. But, that, but those are the things that on a, on a daily basis, people think, oh, being positive is this, is this thing. And judging lakafchus are these times of when you're going to ready to get married and you're uh, you know, doing a big deal. No, no, no. It's that every moment, little times in your life, the more you train yourself, the more you train yourself to see the good, the more you will continuously see the good. It's training yourself. It's training yourself to go ahead and to, to think differently. Okay, question, comments? And then we'll move forward yeah. for today. Quick comment. Yes, Good morning, Shlaming. Good morning, Shlaming. Um, this shout out I was about to speak Lashonara for a second, but I looked up and then suddenly there the Chofetz Chaim was, a picture on the wall. So I was like, ah, mm-hmm. ah it's not possible. <laughs> I can't say it. And I want to say something. I want to say something. That comes from, from being here every day. Because the Chofetz Chaim promises, and he says, if you learn, and I say this all the time, you know, a person can't say, I'm never going to speak Lashonara. How is that possible? You're normal. You're a human being. You're going to want to sometimes say something. Chavetz Chaim says, just learn my Sefer every day. You learn my Sefer every day, Hashem will help it happen. So Shlaimi, that's a testimony to that. It's a testimony to Baruch Hashem. We're proud to say over here, Baruch Hashem, to learn Hilchus Lashon Hara. And to, that's all we can do. We can do like we learned this morning after davening. All we could do is we could do what we could do. That's it. Hashem... Be'ain of Yaseh, he'll do whatever he feels needs to be done. And all we can ask ourselves is, am I learning the Hilchus Lashon Har? Am I trying? And then Mimela, the Chavaz Chaim, appears on the wall and will help you. Unbelievable, Shlaimi. Thank you. Shkoyah. Right, correct. Yeah, but the key is to learn the Halachas Lashon Har. To put a, to, yeah, exactly. I'm not worried about the, the picture on the wall will appear if you learn it every day. Yes, Yehuda. Right, so you have to first of all be careful that nobody's going to know who it is, and no one's who, going to know who it is. Right. So that so that could be, but it also could be that you're just um, saying a kitrig against a guy. What, what what do you say? You don't have to say that a guy was on your show. You could say, you could say we know how important it is to to not. Yeah, of course. Yeah, because that's what he's saying. You want to bring a kitrig, right? You don't want to bring. To say, oh, someone who talks in shul and this happens to him. And, uh, and then there's a guy who you're thinking in your mind who is talking in shul. What we say and what we think is very, very powerful. Right, right, right. I was in shul. Right, very good. There was some guy. Very good. I was in a shul one time. And the whole, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, we're going to talk time every day. These guys, they're for sure, I needed to make a campaign to get them to stop talking about that. Because these guys are probably talking all the time about that. 
And I was, I was not interested in actually going to the Rav of the Shul and, and asking him if I could make a speech, because I, I did it for Shlame with somebody, Elinishmas, whatever. And then I look up, and there's these huge posters on the wall, and they wrote, we are, it was for two months and two months, we all, us, I'm just not to not to talk about Davin from this part until this part, we're not going to talk about Davin with their names in it for the next two months. They did it for another two months. Huge poster. It's all Very nice. These guys, I have to teach them. And like, no, these guys are working on themselves. These guys are much better. Beautiful. They're, they put their name on the wall. Beautiful. 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 Yes, Yehuda. So I was once, uh, I was once in a spot. In a spot. And uh, so there were a couple of kids who got like, whatever, like, like a talking to, the place they were talking to during like the dominant. So I, like I was in a, I was in a position, I guess, that I was asked like, like what, what do I think, you know, should be done? Right. So I said, uh, I said, whatever, let, let, like, like, what's the problem of them talking during davening? They said, because it, cause it uh, disrupts, like, other people. Because it's, like, quiet, you know, people are davening. But, like, you hear people talking. So I said, so, so why don't we all just daven louder? <laughs> and it's just, like, a loud davening. <laughs> so yeah. they didn't really like it. But, <laughs> but I realized for, for myself, because like it kind of just came, maybe I should have just, I don't know, but when I was thinking about it myself afterwards, I was like, I was like, there are so many times when like, I want to like, impose myself like in other people's lives, and like, I, and I'm going to end up speaking like, you know, uh, in like a bad way about them, and then I realized that like, where's that coming from? It's coming from a real place of care. Like if I really honestly care for the people who are trying to dominate. And if I care for who aren't trying to dominate, because that's not my business, so then maybe in that situation, maybe I would dominate louder because then it's a win-win. Like, like, like uh, where, where am I coming from whenever, whenever I'm dealing with other people? Beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Right, beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, exactly. Similar to Michael, it to me. I was about to say, if I had a question, I was about to say, and we put on learned on the Allah of that day, and it came to my mind. Wow, amazing. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay, Hashem should help us all. We should all be Zoha to work, work with the Chavetz Chaim. And through us working with the Chavetz Chaim and us learning the Chavetz Chaim and trying to be positive and trying to love everyone and trying not to speak Lashon Hara. Through that, we will get the Siyata Deshmaya, we'll get the help from Hashem not to. That's, that's the key. Through us learning, through us wanting, through us davening, you can daven for it also. Right? We daven, that, that we don't speak Sheker and we don't speak anything that, that is not something that we want to speak. So Hashem will help us and all the Jewish people today and every day to be shomer ourselves, and through that will be zoicha lirois toiv to be oyev yamim lirois toiv. Us and all the Jewish people. Amen. Okay, we are in the in the mitzvahs yisharim in dveikus hadveikus hasimcha vakina. We're talking about love, loving Hashem, having a much more than just a relationship. A relationship, as we said, is the yira, the yira aspect is Malashan Roa, is that I know that Hashem is there for me, I know that Hashem is listening to me, 
just like my friend is listening to me. That's how the Mesil Sharm starts off, Yira. And we know that there are two pillars to be a Jew. The first pillar is Yira, which means that I know that Hashem exists. Where is Hashem? As the Kotzke Rebbe says, Hashem is wherever you let Him in. And the more we let Hashem into our lives, the more we're able to develop a relationship with Him. Then there's Ahava, there's love. And the world as we know it, yes? Yeah. Great question. The way you let Hashem in more, so Yehuda's asking, how do you let Hashem more in your life? The way you let Hashem more in your life is you tell Him more about your life. That's step one. You talk to Him more. How do you let anyone more in your life? You say, Hashem, this area in my life I've left you out of. You haven't been involved in this area of my life. Maybe I don't thank you enough for X, Y, and Z. That's bringing Hashem more in my life. The more I actually talk to Him and tell Him, about certain things that I haven't spoken to him about. I haven't realized that he is part of that. Some things in our life, we're just like, oh yeah, that we just take it for granted, that the reason I am who I am is because that's who I am. No, it's because Hashem is giving me the ability to be that. Right? Okay. Now, Ahava, let's talk about Ahava, which means the opposite of what the world says Ahava is. The world lives... In, the, in, the, in, the, in a selfish, self-centered focus, which is basically not that you're loving, which is a hava to give, but rather you are taking. So the world wants you to take. The world wants us to receive. The reason the world wants us to receive is because the world wants our money. That's really what the world wants from us. So therefore, all the advertisements, all the the things that the world is pushing is buy this, buy this, so you will be happy, so you will have this. Ahava is the exact opposite. Love is not what someone makes me feel, how someone makes me feel. Love is to be a giver. Love is to be invested. Love is to be someone who is dedicated. Love is someone who is committed. Love is someone, as I hope, we're going to uh, put on the sweatshirts. I know a few, few guys spoke about it. Is that winners are not people who don't fail. Winners can fail all the time. But winners are people who don't quit. Somebody who loves someone is so dedicated and so committed and is so persistent. Says the Ramchal like this. Vekas. There are three ways to have love with anyone. And three ways, as we said the other day, anyone includes Hashem. If you're able to have relationships with your parents, you're able to have relationships with your roommates, you're able to have relationships with yourself, you're able to have relationships with your wife, with your children, with the people around you, with your boss, with your, the people you work with, whatever it might be, that's a relationship. That relationship includes these three things, and the relationship with Hashem includes these three things. The first is Dvekas. Says the Ramchal like this: Sheyia libay shela adam mistabe kol kach, kol kach. Vishmo yisbarach at shikvar yaser melifnis lashkiach al shum davar zulasay. One of the challenges that we have in our generation is something called ADD. It's something called in my day commercials, right? There's something called a commercial. I don't know what you guys had, but growing up when we would watch a television show, what would happen? You'd have a commercial. Then you have another commercial. 
That's called ADD. What does it do to you? It makes you not focus for such a long time. There used to be, when you hear things about the previous generation of the tzaddikim, the tzaddikim, you hear shmuzim, they say, the Kleisenberger Rebbe during Shalashudas, they say the Kleisenberger Rebbe would sit there for six hours, six hours saying Torah, saying Torah in a row, straight. They say stories, I remember, I, this, this I've heard from the Rav, from Rabbi Yashaber Soloveitchik, they say anyone who was by the Rav in his shiurim, I don't know how long, he would give shiurim for like five hours. I remember Rabbi Cherney telling me that he would listen to a shiur for five hours, right? A person for five minutes can't concentrate. A person has trouble concentrating. What does that mean? For five hours you're giving shiur? Someone told me about another tzaddik that they used to go to the tish on Pesach night, after the Seder, they'd go to the Rebbe at 1 o'clock in the morning, and the Rebbe would darshan, the Rebbe would darshan, till 6, 7 o'clock in the morning, straight! And what, you think everybody's falling asleep? No, they're not falling asleep. They're Dovuk. They're connected. Right? We live in a world where everyone's talking about what does Dovuk in English mean, even though it doesn't really mean this. We'll talk about it in a second. What does Dvekus mean? Dovuk in English means what? Connected. You're connected. That's what people say. You're connected. People are so disconnected. People are disconnected. Why are they disconnected? Because in order to have us with someone, you have to be all in. You have to be committed 100%. You have to be focused. You have to go ahead and say, yes, I'm learning this Mesechta, and I'm not going to leave the base Medrash until I finish. I don't go to sleep when I'm tired. I go to sleep when I'm done. That's Dveikus Bashem. That's Dveikus with another person. What, is it, what, what does it mean to be connected for a person to go ahead and to get married? And a person to have a relationship, it means that I am focused on you and we will, and I've said this many times to people, that you make sure that your relationship is going to be a certain way no matter what. That is love of something. People are waiting to feel the love. And then they're going to go ahead and say, now I'm going to be committed. No, it's the exact opposite. When you make a commitment to something, and you say, no matter what, I'm going to learn this plot Gemara. No matter what, I'm going to learn this Mishnah. No matter what, I'm going to learn this line. No matter what, I'm going to make sure that I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. That is Devakis. That is what it means to be Dovik, to, to what it means to be connected. Question, comments? Yes, Dovi. What? Why would I want to have a relationship with Hashem? 
you know, I understand that I, he can be appreciative. I can be appreciative and I can respect him, but the relationship part, I'm not following it so much. Just like, where that's coming from. That, that what? What's, what's, what's your question? Why do you need a relationship with anybody? What do you need a relationship with, with your wife? I'm saying, what? A woman has things that I need. Right, so that, so again, Dovi, again, that is not having a relationship with somebody else. It's having, that's, that's filling yourself up. It's not about having a relationship. That's about using someone to fill me up. That's not having a relationship. That's not what life is about. Life is about commitments to people. Life is about commitments to things, to Hashem. The, the reason you are the way you are is because you have a commitment, whether it's to yourself, to something that keeps you focused, no matter what, on certain things. But just to say, I want to be in a relationship with someone for what they can do for me is a self-centered, selfish relationship. <laughs> The, a person being a great person is a person who's able to commit to people, to commit to Hashem, to commit to something bigger than Him. What does it say in uh, Lahavdal and reinventing himself? That your commitments are above your... He has a great line in there. That your commitments go above your feelings. When a person acts just based on the way he feels versus how he acts towards his commitments. It's I'm committed to Hashem. I am there to serve Hashem. That's Tveikas Hashem. That's a relationship with anybody is like that. I'm there when you get married. It's not what you can do for me. It's what can I do for you. Now hopefully the woman will say the same thing. What can I do for you, Dovi? But if your relationship is what could everyone do for me, then that's very, very dangerous. That's not a relationship. A relationship is, what is my commitment to this person? What is my commitment to Hashem? Yeah? So dveikus, being dovik, means that you're clinging to something and you're not going to let go. You're not going to let go and you're going to keep the focus. He says, he gives an example. He says, Amru Allah Vareb Lezer Ben Pedas, what does that mean? It means he was totally, like they say a story about the stipler. I remember I read this story. It's a similar story where it says that the stipler, once they used to have potatoes, I think it was in, uh, must have been in, in, in uh, Navarduk, where they would serve at the end of the day potato peels. Whatever they got from the town, they would end up serving these potato peels. And the stipler was so, he was learning and learning and learning. And he went ahead and it came time to get the potato peels. And he missed it because he was so involved in his learning. So he missed eating that day. So the next day he says, okay, I got to make sure that I get my potato peels the next day. He goes ahead and he's learning and he's learning and learning. And again, he's so involved in his learning until what happens? The second day again, he doesn't get his potato peels. So it's not the shot that he fasted, okay, I don't know what ended up happening, that he ended up eating the third day. But what's the point? The point isn't that the stipler says, okay, what am I going to do? I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to learn and fast. That's not what he was doing. He was so busy doing what he loved to do. He was so committed to do what he had to do, he didn't have time to think about all these other things to do. 
It's not the pshat that a person goes ahead and says, okay, I'm not eating so much. The tzaddikim, they're not eating so much. Okay, they also fasted because they fasted. For whatever reason, they fasted. But when a person is so busy and a person is so involved and a person is so focused on what he wants to accomplish on what his goals are and he's all in 100% then he doesn't have time to be distracted. The reason that we are distracted is because we are not committed and we are not able to really say I am all in in whatever it is that I'm doing. It's not the distraction that's my problem. My problem is how in am I and how committed am I to the thing that I am trying to accomplish? How committed am I to Hashem? How committed am I to my davening? How, how persistent am I to accomplish the things that I want to accomplish? And when a person does that, persistency more than consistency, because that will bring the consistency. That's the first level of love. The first level of love. I want to tell you guys something. We live in a generation, right? I'll take someone. I'm sorry to mention his name, but it's, uh, I think we can learn from it. I know personally, I don't want to get into the, uh, to the basketball scene, but what's his name from? Oh, Shai, Shai you'll know. What's, what, what's, your, what's your, he could have been the Prime Minister of Canada. What's Son. his name? Kawhi Leonard. Leonard. Okay? If I were growing up nowadays, right? If I were a guy who liked Kawhi Leonard, I would be so angry at him. Why? Why would I be so angry at him? The guy, what? He left Toronto. Why is he leaving Toronto? I just heard recently, he just decided, I'm not playing a game. My son told me, he decided one game. They, they, they just recently had a big game against a, a team. And he says, man, Lee Carl, I don't want to play. I don't want to play. I said, that's Lashitasso. That's Lashitasso. That's a lack of a commitment. It used to be at least in our day. What? It's not a lack of commitment? <laughs> okay, good. I'm not, that's, not, that's not the point. I'm saying it used to be a time, a Yankee. It used to be a time. Why does everyone like Derek Jeter? Because he was a Yankee. He's a Yankee. He's a Yankee the whole time. There's something called, there's something called the farm, farm, farm league where you grow up in that neighborhood. You're from that neighborhood and you're committed to something. Nowadays, this guy goes from this team to this team to that team. Where is his commitment? He's not committed. So that's what, it's all about what? It's all about the cash. Show me the money. That's where a lack of love. Yes, so Yakum. So how do we attain that level of focus where distractions are become irrelevant? Great question. So Yakum wants to know how do you acquire that? How do you acquire that? So first of all, I would tell Yakum to speak to a guy, and his name is Yakum. I hope he had to tell you. Speak to yourself, because you're a guy who knows how to stay committed to something. 400%. Right, exactly. 403 by now, something like that, yeah. Uh, yeah, sort of Sim Karaba. It could be that I missed a little bit at the beginning. Yes. It sounds like Vekas is like a higher level of Ahava. No, it's a component of Ahava. Okay, just to be clear what Rip Sim Karaba is asking. Rip Sim Karaba is asking, Shalom Rip Ripsim Karab is asking, so it sounds like Devakis is another, what'd you say? Like a higher level. A higher level. It's not a higher level. is how you attain, says the Ramchal. Commitment is how you get to love. If you want love, you have commitment. That's what it is. If you want commitment, who said this? Someone said this. Someone told me this Friday night. 
Oh, Rav Simcha Rabba told me this Friday night. Rav Simcha Rabba told me this Friday night that someone, that someone was sitting there, correct me if, if I'm wrong. Ready? This is it. One of the guys in yeshiva, maybe tomorrow, I'll ask him if I could repeat it in his name. He probably won't let, but everyone probably could figure out who it is anyway. A guy in yeshiva, a guy in, you told, okay, fine. A guy in yeshiva was having trouble learning. It was hard for him. Shkaya, welcome to the club. Who is in a, that's why we ask every day, Baharivna, that it should be sweet. So he was having a difficult time. And he said to himself, he said, and when I'm a father, is this what he said? He says, when I'm a father, am I going to say I'm not in the mood to be a father, so now, I can't, now I'm not a father? No, I'm committed. So when we look at our commitments, when we look at our commitments, and we say, and, and I want to say something, right? Okay, David, even if it's a Havamina, David. What's the pshat? The pshat is that if you look at your roles in your life, ready? Take anything. Take anxiety. What's your commitment to stop with your anxiety? Take your tithes. Take your desires. What's your commitment not to get into your desires anymore? Take your relationships with whoever it might be. What's your commitment? That's first your first step. It's not, is it hard? Is it easy? Of course it's going to be hard. But your level of commitment, I've had this many times speaking to guys. Are you all in? When a person is all in, and when I say you're all in, it means I am, like we said, winners is not the shot that you're not going to fail, you're not going to fall. Winners fall, winners lose. But a winner doesn't quit because he's committed and he's going to make sure that it works. And he's willing to go through the time. And he's willing to go through the challenges. And he's willing to go through the difficulties. And he's willing. But the thing that holds him connected to whatever it is, that love, is the commitment. Is my commitment and my focus on I'm going to every day, keeping the main thing the main thing. Over and over and over. What do we do over here in Yeshiva? We're committed to the Chavetz Chaim. Every day, no matter what. Committed to learn Mesil Zisharm. Committed to whatever it is that we're committed to do. Every day, no matter what. Yes, Yehuda. Uh, so just like a quick uh, question. Yes. Um, uh, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm just trying to figure out how to say it, but I guess that's what it says. You say it. That, uh, like, I don't really know, like, what it is that, like, I'm doing. You know? Like, like, and because I don't really know what it is that I'm doing, so I'm just trying to kind of get to a place where, like, maybe then I'll start knowing what I'm doing. So I just got to make sure that for myself, whatever, just with myself, that, like, I'm at Trappist every day, that I drive here, that I get here, that I'm surrounded by the guys here. And I'm kind of, like, going through that, you know? Right. And then, you know? Right. So when I read something like this, like, like it's very, like, overwhelming right because like i don't know like what i'm doing so how can i be all in what like when it comes to like i go to Sushem, right so like right. it's something that i want to be connected to so i'm doing like, everything that i got to do and i'm following like rabbeim and i'm following like my feelings a little bit but i'm also trying to follow the intellect a little bit right all in and then i'm talking to like get and he's saying that like you got to be all in when it comes to like connection with hashem like i don't know like what that means so i'm going to be all in avram or- also didn't know where he was going, and he was all in, okay? Yeah. Yeah.
So beautiful. So, so beautiful. 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 Shkoyach uh, Yehuda. I want to say first of all, Shkoyach to Yehuda, right? Shkoyach to Yehuda, right? And Flamy. And Baruch Shekivanti. That, that's what I was going... I wasn't going to say it the way he said it. He said it very good. But is that Avram Avinu, the, the, the part of our challenge is, and we spoke about this from Mazama last night in Shir, part of the challenge is, is that we're waiting for everything to, to seem right, and then I'll be all in. That's not what it means to be all in. Commitment doesn't mean that it's all going to work out. Commitment means even if it's not going to work out, I'm still all in. I'm still committed. People think commitment means that you're going to reach your goal. No, that's not what commitment means. Commitment means I'm committed even if I don't reach the goal. But I'm committed. I'm committed and the only thing that's going to stop me is, I don't know, death maybe. I don't know. I'm just saying. Whatever you're going to say. I will make sure. The Svarim talk about it. The tzaddikim sitting there, sitting in front of a Gemara. I remember reading this. Reading this from the, from the Shomer and Munim. Remember, many, many years ago. Actually, Rabbi Tawil showed it to me many, many, many years ago. Where, where we saw it together. I don't remember what it was. A long time ago. Where he was talking about him sitting and learning and it was as bitter. The, the Lushan he describes is his learning was mar mi moves. It was, it was painful. I know myself. I know myself for my own journey in learning Torah. I remember sitting there and my biggest breakthrough, and I speak about it on Shavuos, because it happened to me on Shavuos when I was 16 years old, 17 years old, sitting in front of my Gemara and making a decision. I'm either going to wait or I'm going to taste the challenge and the pain of whatever it is and be all in. And I didn't know what would result out of it. People don't know what's going to result. When people get married, when people take jobs, when people make changes in their life, they don't know what's going to be. But they do know one thing. They know that their commitment is, is like a rock. And that's what Ahavas Hashem is. That's what Dveikus Hashem is. People think that Dveikus is, oh, heebie-jeebie, and you feel all of that. That might come, that might come at some point. That's not what love is. That's not what dvekas is. What it means is you are totally, totally involved. You're totally, totally committed. So, so yes. Yes. So about what you were saying, so sometimes it's not always about knowing who we are. It's about at least knowing who we're not. And then like, I don't need to know where I'm going to go. I just need to know where I'm not staying. Mm. Mm. It's true. It's true. Yeah, it's true. And sometimes, you know, it's like you're saying. Sometimes it's like going through the motions and doing what you have to do and keeping the commitments and davening to Hashem and asking Hashem to enlighten you, asking Hashem to open up your 